Hi, I'm Billy Shore. Welcome to Add Passion and Stir. It's our regular conversation about food, hunger, passion, and making a difference in the world. And our guest today is the First Lady of the State of Wyoming, Jenny Gordon, who has been an activist on the issue of hunger and the founder of a very uh, important effort, the Wyoming Hunger Initiative, which she launched in October of 2019, focused on ending childhood hunger. Uh, First Lady Jenny Gordon has also um, received a degree in health sciences. She's been a medical technician at Sheridan Memorial Hospital, representative for Abbott Labs, uh, an incredible uh, history in uh, caring, giving, public service, health services, and now on the issue of hunger. We are so grateful for our partner Ground Truth and the unbelievable support they've shown us, especially during the pandemic. With a passion for giving back to local and global communities, Ground Truth leverages their technology to create a meaningful action for people, for brands, and for change. Since our partnership began in 2018, Ground Truth has donated media impressions across multiple campaigns and screens to drive awareness about the prevalence of childhood hunger and help to end it. We are so appreciative of their partnership and continued support. Thank you so much, Ground Truth. First Lady, thank you so much for being with us. Well, it's such a pleasure to be with you. I'm jealous because you're in one of my favorite places. I think the best family vacation we ever took in our lives was uh, at the uh, Grand Tetons. Do you get, is that something you get to do a lot? <laughs> well, we don't get to take a lot of vacations currently, but we usually do a family ski trip and go very close to Jackson Hole and get some good uh, deep and steep skiing in. That would be just, a, that would be a reason to run for governor all by itself, <laughs> I would think. I would love to hear a little bit about how you got involved uh, in this issue. I know as a first lady, so many important issues uh, come your way and you've got to be selective and not spread yourself too thin. And uh, you've, you've really had an understanding of the issue of hunger. I'd love to get a sense of, um, you know, what childhood hunger looks like in Wyoming, how you first learned about it and why you decided to do something about it. Um, hunger in Wyoming currently is about one in every six children has food insecurity, which really means they just don't know where their next meal might be coming from. That's about 23,000 kids. We're a pretty sparsely populated state, so that might be one of the top 10 size cities in our state, which is really important to recognize and know that that's not just you know one one or two here and there, but a pretty significant part of our population. Um, how I got interested in working on this issue, I come from a large family. I have nine brothers and sisters. And while we were not terribly food insecure, both of my parents grew up in a very food insecure world. Uh, my mother was born and raised in Vienna, Austria during World War II. And so uh, she often didn't have a complete meal. And my dad grew up during the Depression and their family lost the family home. They had 10 children as well. So really, they both went out on their own to try to support themselves at quite a young age. And where where were you in the group? Did you say you, you had nine siblings or yes. you were one of 10 or one of... Okay. So and where, where were you? I am the second to the youngest. So I'm not the baby, which I think is really important to point out. But you must have gotten a lot of attention. 
<laughs> no, the baby gets the attention. <laughs> well, you got attention for a while before the baby. Right, right. About 15 months. Uh, and is your family uh, mostly in the kind of the Rocky Mountain West or all over the place? They are all over the place. My dad was served in the Air Force. And so uh, pretty much wherever there was an Air Force base, a child was born. And then wherever they uh, you know, graduated from high school is where they went out to you know, take on their career. So uh, all over the country, I have siblings. Did I read or hear that you were, were you born in Nebraska and moved to Wyoming? Yes, I was born at Offutt Air Force Base, but my dad had been stationed in Wyoming in the 50s. So he came to Wyoming every year for vacation because when you have 10 kids, you can go camping um, pretty um, you know, cheaply. And so we'd go in the Bighorn Mountains. And when I graduated from high school, I came to work uh, to help him build his house. And I said, I'd stay one summer, which was about 41 years ago. <laughs> well, it, I, as I was saying at the beginning, I just loved being in Wyoming. The times I've been to Jackson Hole, I know that's not representative of all of Wyoming. I've been to Cheyenne. I've actually been to uh, a, a number of different parts of the state. And I feel like a lot of folks don't get the chance to go out there. Uh, I know this is a, a digression, but just like, what's what's your favorite part of Wyoming? Or what's your favorite part about living in Wyoming? I think it's the people, you know, there are so 585,000 of us. So when you meet someone, it really is about one or two degrees of separation before you're starting to find common friends. Um, so it's, it really is heartwarming to visit with folks throughout the state. Uh, it sounds like you've got a very busy lifestyle. I would think, you know, any one of the things we've talked about, either the ranch or being first lady would be enough, but um, you're kind of doing all of it. Um, you know, one of the things I read was that uh, that a, a friend had, uh, in terms of your um, kind of education about hunger in Wyoming, that a friend in uh, had, had taken you to, I guess, visit with some kids in Sheridan County who were hungry and that that was a um, kind of one of the, the, the things that, I guess, just hit you emotionally. Um I wanted to go back to that, you know, your first kind of learning about the issue and hear a little bit more about that. Sure. Well, you know, I think people are very good at hiding food insecurity, but I did have a friend in Sheridan who was purchasing two grocery carts full of breakfast cereal, bananas, and so forth. And I knew she only had three children. So I asked her, you know, what her plans were with all the food. And she was packing bags to take the kids to take home over the weekend for those kids who maybe had most of their meals in school, but then faced about 48 hours of, of food insecurity. And I, you know, Sheridan County is a pretty, you know, it's, it's not a very uh, high poverty County. So I asked her about how many children she was doing that for. And it was about 500 and uh, I just 500 kids mm -hmm, every week. Wow. Wow. So that would, that would open anybody's eyes. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things this led to was the creation of the Wyoming Hunger Initiative. Tell us a little bit about how that works. Well, you know, when you're traveling around the state um, running for office, people say, you know, you're going to have to have an initiative. You're going to have to have an initiative. And so I knew I wanted to work in the space of, of food and, and hunger, but I wasn't quite sure how. So really, I traveled around the state after we were elected and 
just talked to folks in communities and, and asked them, you know, what they were doing, what needs there were. And what we found is almost every community had a food pantry, a food bag program for the kids over the weekend. And really what they needed is, is some um, awareness because they were working, many of them are volunteers. And so they don't have time to do a lot of fundraising. They don't have time to do a lot of extra. They're basically, you know, providing for the families and the children. So um, I just really wanted to work on finding a Wyoming solution to the challenges that we face in the state. It sounds like there are some very strong um, anti-hunger organizations within Wyoming, right? There are. You know, it, some of them are very, very small, might be only open a couple days a week. And then we have Food Bank of Wyoming, which is, serves the entire state, has about 160 partner pantries throughout the state. So, uh, you know, in Wyoming, it's it's not one size fits all. And when you go around and, and talk about it, um, either campaign trail or just in your role as first lady are uh are wyoming citizens uh are they surprised to hear that hunger exists i mean you we, we've talked about it, it kind of being hidden sometimes people aren't aware of it and some folks must be learning about it for the first time from you and what's what's their reaction been it really is one of, of shock for some people because, you know, we all get busy in our lives and, and we are taking care of our day-to-day needs. And so when you hear about that or see a child, um, you know, that's suffering, it really, most people have huge hearts and they want to help. So I think just getting that that awareness out there really um, makes people want to open up and help. You know, one of my theories is, and you would you would know better than I because you're right in the, the thick of politics and policy, but one of my theories is that uh, at a time when we're, you know, so uh, often divided politically that uh, kids are, you know, kind of a common ground. Uh, most of us have kids, all of us were kids. Uh, there's a feeling that kids are, you know, often the uh, most vulnerable and the least responsible for the situation they find themselves in, particularly if they're hungry or food insecure. Um, and I'm curious, do you find it a, is it, um, I like to think of it as a, as a nonpartisan issue uh, that, that people can unite around and find common ground around. Uh, but again, you're on the, on the front lines. How does that, how does that um, resonate with you? Well, you're absolutely spot on. I don't think anyone who um, has a heart can uh, look at a child that might be suffering or hungry and and not want to help, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, or Libertarian. You know, we all want these children to have a better life, a better chance. And, you know, it's one of the most basic needs and being able to provide that or help provide that for a child really uh, fills your heart. It must be nice uh, to have an issue that is not torn by partisanship among all the other things that I'm sure you and the governor have to deal with and that most, you know, political leaders do today. Um, is the, uh, I know in a lot of the places that we work, uh, share our strength in our No Kid Hungry campaign, the schools are a, a critical source of meals for kids, the school lunch program, the school breakfast program, sometimes after school uh, and supper. What, what kind of role, role do the school meals play in Wyoming? Well, you know, they're really huge for those children that are food insecure, which is about 23,000 in our state. So just, you know, when you're getting most of your meals in school or at an after school program, those weekend food bags are certainly important. And so 
I think the school stepping up with a nutritious meal and, and being aware then to identify those children who might need that extra food over the weekend. I think they're they're excellent at it. Um, during the pandemic, when schools were closed and they and they had to pivot and serve meals, oftentimes the schools would partner with those weekend food bag people to make sure that those child those children didn't go hungry. Well, speaking of the pandemic, you must have seen some incredible efforts across the state, not just on hunger, but in a variety of ways as people stepped up to help their neighbors to make a difference in their community. Um, what had to be done during the pandemic uh, in Wyoming to make sure that people had the basics that they were fed? Well, there was a, a, a huge effort put on by so many people in the state. You know, of course, the schools, again, as I mentioned, pivoted and, and did some um, meal site delivery, um, home delivery, which they would get the school bus drivers in on that. And some of the principals helped. Um, I know a woman up in Guernsey who, who did 100 meal preps every day by herself um, to feed kids. Around the state, we had um, people who couldn't get food shifted around. We worked with the trucking association. They found trucks that were coming back empty, and they would fill the trucks and get them to places where people needed food. So um, people are very, um, you know, what do they say? Mother or Necessity is a mother of invention. And just being able to um, do those things to help their neighbors, was it, it just was inspiring. You know, you mentioned earlier that uh, farmers and ranchers have this special connection to uh, the land. Uh, and do you feel like um, people have more of an appreciation there for the fact that, you know, agriculture can solve some of our hunger problems? There's ways that we can, uh, whether it's, you know, gleaning from fields or producing more efficiently, I feel like agriculture plays such a critical role. Um, and there's efforts to, you know, grow a little extra food from the farm programs. Um, this must be an area in which you and the governor have great expertise. Uh, you probably have to in Wyoming. Um, talk a little bit about how uh, agricultural solutions can have an impact on hunger. Well, you're spot on. In Wyoming, you know, we noticed the supply food supply chain problems occur pretty early. You uh, couldn't find uh, certain things in the grocery store and good protein, high quality protein was one of them. And so um, some of our rancher friends said, you know, right now we might have an animal that we were going to take to the sale barn, but we would rather donate that to, um, you know, those in need. So we were able to put a program together with the partnerships of the Wyoming Stockers Association, the um, Department of Agriculture, and the Hunger Initiative to get those animals into um, be processed and then be able to get those back out to people. Um, Grow a Little Extra was one of those programs where it was kind of like a victory garden. If you're planting a garden, could you put in the extra row? And what was exciting about it, it was our first year, we had over 10,000 pounds of produce that was donated throughout the state. And those are some things that are so expensive as, you know, good fresh fruits and vegetables, as well as proteins. You know, you're affirming, First Lady, something that I've always believed, which is one of the things that's special about the issue of hunger is that there's a, a role for everybody to, to play. Uh, I mean, everybody can do some of the things that you just described. We can't all develop the vaccines that are necessary during a pandemic. We can't all solve climate change, um, but we can all play a role in 
uh, getting food to people who need it. We have no, you know, the, the irony to me has always been that we have no shortage of food in this country and we have no shortage of food programs, that this is a, uh, of all the things we deal with, um, and again, as a first lady, you see a lot of different issues. In my mind, this is just one of the most solvable. There's just, there's no reason that American kids or Americans uh, of any age should go hungry given the bounty that we produce. And uh, I like to think that for folks who are, you know, civic minded, this is a, this is an issue on which they can make a big difference. Well, they can. I have a, a, a hanging on my wall that says, if you can't feed 100 people, just feed one. And Mother Teresa said that. And I think if you look at the, at the problem, and it can seem so complex, but if you could just say, you know, I'm going to go down and I'm going to maybe pack some Friday food bags at my local you know, church or donate to um, an organization that's helping in my local community, I think that it just really fills your heart. And, and our children are our most important citizens. And we really want to make sure that they have everything they need to grow up and, and be productive citizens in our society. Now, I'm curious who have been the, the um, you know, your, your strongest allies or champions. You mentioned churches and often faith-based organizations play a critical role on this. Uh, mayors can, school superintendents can. Who have you found to be, uh, you know, among the most effective allies and champions when it comes to fighting hunger? Well, you know, there are so many service organizations throughout the state, uh, Rotary Clubs, um, you know, Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, there's uh, Kiwanis's. Uh, Lions Clubs, and those people, a lot of their mission really is around service. So for them to, um, when they hear about the need, oftentimes they will put on either a meal in their community or, you know, prepare food boxes for one of the holidays. So service organizations are amazing. Of course, the faith-based ones. And um, there's just many organizations around the state that are really cobbling together just people in their community to serve. Uh, Anything about the job of First Lady that turned out to be very different than you'd imagined it? Is it, is it something that you can be prepared for, or do you just have to walk in and learn it cold? <laughs> well, that's an excellent question. I would have to say that, you know, each first spouse can really uh, set the tone for what they want. I think you can do as little or as much as you want to do. And for me, I'm kind of one of those people who, if I'm going to do something, I'm all in. I don't want to just uh, be on the surface. I want to understand what I'm working on and really try to uh, be as effective as I can. Well, you've certainly been uh, effective on the issue of hunger. We've been talking with Wyoming First Lady Jenny Gordon. Her husband is Governor Mark Gordon. Uh, First Lady has also been the founder of the Wyoming Hunger Initiative and has leveraged so many terrific organizations in Wyoming to come together uh, around the conviction that uh, childhood hunger is a solvable problem uh, and that we can actually end it. Um, And I will uh, close where I began, urging folks to go out to Wyoming. It's a beautiful state and it's got an incredibly compassionate and visionary first lady who has uh, helped make this issue of ending childhood hunger a bipartisan issue. Uh, Thanks so much for spending time with us. Well, thank you. And I really appreciate you getting the word out um, about our beautiful state, as well as helping those in need, because I think anyone can do it. Um, You just have to have a heart and just get out there and try. Thanks so much. First Lady Jenny Gordon. 
You've been listening to Add Passion and Stir. You can go to our website, addpassionandstir.com, and find previous episodes and rate us and rank us and listen to our entire archive and catalog of really terrific conversations with amazing guests on behalf of the team at Share Our Strength and our No Get Hungry campaign and our producer, District Productive, Paul Whittle. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Billy Shore.